0: Recently. This is She and I want to thank you for joining us today. Today we have special guest Kaylin Forsberg from the TEDx TEDxVail talk. She was paralyzed in a ski accident and she was once a competitive freestylist. And today she's going to dive a little bit deeper into the talk that she gave at TEDx TEDxVail, giving us some insights on the revelations that she received during this passage in life and what life means to her today. Without further ado, let's dive in with Kaylin.
1: Kaylin, I want to thank you for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time, and I wanted to dive in for you to share a little bit of history, even if the listeners have watched your talk from TEDxVail about. The quality of your life prior to your accident, Uh, and then we'll transition into you sharing some of your realizations after you share about kind of your perspective of life and how it was before you had that ski accident.
2: My accident happened when I was 15, and before my accident did happen, I was that casual teenage girl just trying to fit in and. Unfortunately, that led to some life choices that were trying to be the popular one and to be with that crowd. And those choices were not necessarily ones that I really wanted to make, but ones I chose to make to try to be a part of that. For any
1: teens that are listening or young adults or adults even that feel that peer pressure to sometimes fit in, what advice would you give them to maybe self-evaluate before they maybe make a choice that's not in their best interest? Definitely whenever you're making a choice, just think to yourself,
2: am I making this choice for me or am I going to make this choice for somebody else? And Mm -hmm. try to lean towards the one that would benefit you, not in a selfish way, but in a self-preservation way. If you can share with
1: the listener a little bit about what happened, uh, after your accident for you as far as uh, the process of healing, but then also the revelations that started to come to you and then how that shaped your life now.
2: Yeah, so after my accident, I had to go through the whole grieving process, because it was a life changing, devastating thing to happen. After I did accept what had happened, which took quite a bit like a couple of months, really. And after I did accept that fully and was able to move on, that's when I got the chance to really understand what I wanted to be doing with my life, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. What did you decide you wanted to be doing with your life?
2: I decided that I wanted to live the best possible life that I could with the situation
1: that I have. What does that look, for you, look like for you on a daily basis?
2: On a daily basis... I make sure to take some time and just appreciate in the moment. Like, um, the drive to work. I'll be like, you know, I'm here. I'm going to work. I'm alive. This is happening, and I'm fully happy with that. Even if it's not a bad... Like, if it's not a good day, and it's not necessarily bad, but I'm just having one of those days, I'm like, okay, I'm here. This is happening. I love it. What I did realize for trying to live my life the best that I can, is currently I'm exploring and experiencing new things in life. Like I'm loving travel
1: right now, and that's what I've got as a passion. Can you share with the listeners how if they have an event in their life that's completely life-changing where life's never going to go back to the way it was, uh, how they can focus being forward-thinking versus stuck back at um, maybe grasping at what life was before that moment.
2: In order to look forward, I had to fully accept what the current situation was. I had so many moments of thinking back on all the things that I should have done, but that led to me being in a depressing state because there was no way that I could change those things anymore because I lost the opportunity to do so. And after I understood there is nothing I can do, I cannot change anything, I was able to look towards the future on all the new things that I will be able to do. And I can create
1: new opportunities. And what are some of the things that you absolutely know that you would have never experienced the accident had it occurred? If my accident
2: had never occurred, I would have not had the opportunity to meet some of the amazing people that I've got to. I have an amazing friend that I got to meet, Elena Nichols, who is a Paralympic athlete, and she is an amazing, inspirational person that I would have never been associated
1: with prior to my accident. Sometimes when we have something traumatic or life-altering happening to us, there's the healing from everything kind of basically as it's perceived, like, this happened and this is what I did to feel better, this is what I did to get stronger, all those things. But then over time and space, we start to realize, like, wow, this incident actually let me connect to uh, compassion in a way I never could have, or this incident actually gave me this opportunity uh, to learn this something about myself or actually make peace or transform or grow in this way, curious if there was something deeper beyond the initial understanding of what had occurred. And usually that like I said was. A...
2: I definitely got to have the opportunity to develop stronger personal relationships within my family, my friends, and people that I cared about because before, a lot of the friendships that I had were very superficial. And after my accident, I got to understand myself and my own values that I want to be able to look for
1: in other people as well. Uh, Integration of what you mentioned in the beginning. So those personal values and then sometimes compromising what we want to do because other people may be trying to encourage us to do what they want to do or inspiring us to do that. Can you share a little bit about some of your core values that are really important and that you will not more than likely budge on um, now as life is unfolding for you?
2: I've definitely got to understand. It seems so, I don't know, like obvious. Like, yeah, people need to be honest, but it's so much more than that. In your everyday life, you will usually just tell a lie not even thinking about it, just like if you want to avoid something or with somebody. But I have gotten to be super honest, and it's solved a lot of problems that I had before my accident where I would just, oh, maybe just tell a lie to avoid this or that. Mm. But now one of my values is just being completely honest, and it's solved so many
1: issues Um, Let me think of another one. With that, I love that about honesty. Uh, Do you have uh, a deeper understanding if others can't be honest with you now because you've kind of experienced it uh, 360 degrees, like uh, participating and now realizing how much life is simpler, but do you have a, a different level of compassion for others if you sense or realize that they are not courageous enough to tell the truth? I have developed a different type of compassion
2: towards other people. There are times when I I do it and I don't want to, but when someone is telling me a problem, I think to myself, okay, well, that's it's not really something. But then I think, okay, well, before my accident, I would have definitely complained about the same thing. So I have to realize that I was just like that, after my accident, I got to realize the little problems that I used to think were the biggest deal mean absolutely nothing. Telling, or not telling, listening to other people relay those problems onto me, I think, okay, that's not a big deal. And I usually try to tell them that, but I definitely still understand that it is a problem to them. So you have
1: that it, or your remembrance that it was a big deal to you, but you also understand that it's really not. So yeah, um, yeah. Do you find yourself assisting others in in the process, or do you just respect that maybe they're not going to be able to understand that their problem isn't a big problem in that moment? Both, really.
2: I tell them, and I try to get the point across that it this really isn't. That big of a deal there are different things that you can just do to solve this easily right. but then I also understand that sometimes the biggest problem that could seem like nothing to me could be huge in their world right so I definitely still try to lean towards helping them in the best way that I would know how to talk
1: like talk through it with them do you ever find yourself feeling frustrated in that situation And if so, how would you, because I'm sure other people and I can think of certain situations in my own life, but I understand what you're saying, where you might feel frustrated at someone that doesn't realize like, wow, this isn't a big deal. And this is more speaking to someone that maybe had a huge life altering event, and they're feeling maybe anger or frustration, some of that mourning that you were talking about initially, how they might cope with that um, and move past those feelings. So more talking to the people that are still in their healing process.
2: I'd be lying if I said that I have never experienced a situation where I was a little bit frustrated with that because Mm. it's more of I feel like I just wish I could get that point across to help them. Yes, of course, there's been times that I've been frustrated, like this isn't a big deal, you can do it. Then I, like you said, I did experience that same thing where I could have been in a situation where I thought it was the biggest deal and it was a huge problem. And so I try to think back to those times and what I could have, like what somebody could have said to me that would have adjusted my point of view. And if you can
1: share for the listeners, maybe some of the things that they could they could do to be helpful and actually for anyone, if they have a family member that's going through a a huge life transition or just had something that was completely life-altering, if you can maybe guide those people how they could be um, the most effective support system. Definitely you have
2: to understand that everybody is different and everybody deals with things in their own way. So you have to be respectful Of that nobody deals with situations the same and something that I wish people would have done for me is just ask ask what what I want what I would need from somebody in that situation because there were times that I felt so like alone even though there were so many people that were trying to help me out they just never thought to ask what I needed the most. And what
1: did you need the most?
2: For me personally, I just needed people to understand that I am in a different situation now. And as much as they were trying to help, they were trying to get me back to the things that I used to do, Mm -hmm. I wanted them to understand that my life is completely different now. And I may not want to do those things anymore because they're different. They're not the
1: same old things that I used to do. And what are uh, some of your favorite things that you like to do now?
2: Currently, I love to travel. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. I love exploring and experiencing new things. Um, This may seem silly to some people, but I've really gotten into television and not just, like, watching it, but the fandoms and going to Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Mm. I've gotten to be really into that.
1: And if you can share uh, with not the support crew, but the listeners that might come across someone and I working with people in different situations from cancer to, I don't know, life changing situations, it seems sometimes strangers say sometimes the the most uh, non-helpful things (laughs) that create awkward moments. Yeah, the listeners... Uh, what not to say uh, to maybe, you know, maybe actually let's do it different. What to say (laughs) that makes it an easier transition uh, when someone's maybe taking in your condition or your life situation, uh, what would be helpful things for them to say?
2: I've definitely been in some situations that have been rather awkward because people, they're trying to be helpful and then they end up saying some stuff and then you're like okay this is that was not very sensitive (laughs) at all definitely if people just ask instead of trying to assume something that's what I found to be a lot easier to talk about things when people ask a genuine question instead of trying to make it people oftentimes get uncomfortable when dealing with those situations and talking to somebody. So say a stranger was talking to me, they could be uncomfortable because they've never been in a situation where they're talking to somebody who has a disability. I've come to accept that and understand that more so. So when people say somewhat insensitive things, I'm like, okay, well, they could be uncomfortable and they don't know what to say. But if that person did just ask what they were wondering, They could think about it for a second and think, okay, if I'm asking this to one of my friends that I just met, would it be an appropriate question to be
1: asking? How how would you, when we talk about that comfortable, how would you recommend that people maybe take a moment just to self check, you know, am I projecting my uncomfortableness on this situation? And maybe something that they could do before they engage in a conversation that might get awkward.
2: People are uncomfortable with things that they don't understand and things that they don't usually have to deal with on a daily basis. If you are in one of those situations that you've never really been in before, just take a moment and be like, okay, this is new, but I shouldn't act like it's something insane or crazy. Like you are speaking to a human being. They are people.
1: Just act like that. Beautifully said. I can share with a listener, if you would, uh, we talked about uh, the ideas from TEDx. From there, where would you like to inspire people to move into action?
2: Well, so a little bit earlier in this conversation, you asked me about my, like, things that I like to do now, and I told you about, like, my traveling and stuff like that. Something that I would like the people listening to think about is, do you have one thing or multiple things that make you truly happy? This is something that I said in my TEDx talk, and it may seem silly, but having one passion that just makes you happy and that you love to do can really affect how you view that
1: specific day or just life in general. Would you wish for the people we we talked a little bit about that sometimes now you have the realization that the things we perceive as problems, especially mm-hmm. uh, if we haven't ever experienced a distinct life shift in what in this lifetime uh for those people that are still caught up in some of the like superficial problems that we create, <laughs> what is the one thing that you would like wish for them or inspire them to do to help start to see things differently?
2: I would say just think about the problem that you are currently stressing on. Just take a moment to truly think about it and why, why is this a problem for you? Is this going to affect you in the long run or is this just going to be something that you might be stressed out about for the next day? And if the issue is in the long run, then you can figure out that problem and how you're going to deal with it. But if it's just something that would affect how your morning goes. Think, is that really something that deserves this amount of stress that you currently have? Stress.
1: How have you managed stress in your life?
2: Currently, for stress, when I do get stressed out about things, I take a moment to reflect on it, think, why am I stressing on this? And it really helps to exercise. It's something that people say all the time, like, oh, exercise, blah, blah, blah but it's nice to do something good for yourself and make you feel better about it. Just maybe even for that half hour that you're working out, you can forget about your problems for a little bit and get those endorphins going. And then after that, I usually reflect again and think, okay, is this really something that I need to be stressed out about? And oftentimes after I either work out or just have a moment to myself, I can understand that the stress is
1: not as big as I was making it out to be
2: in the previous moments.
1: Karen, I know uh, you're going to let us know how we can connect with you, and we'll share that in the uh, radio cast below. And as we exit out, is there any other words of wisdom that you would like to share to encourage people to live well?
2: I want to say just in your everyday life, take some time and appreciate the things that you experienced that day. It's so simple, but you can notice a change. I said this in my TEDx talk, and I'm saying it again now because I've noticed how incredible it can be. Just having that optimism and happiness on even little things can help so much.
1: Well, Kaylin, I really appreciate you being here, and thank you for being an inspiration.
2: Yeah, I want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to me.
0: You're welcome. Once again, I want to thank Kaylin for joining us today. Please connect to her talk below, and I want to thank TEDxVail for spreading ideas into action. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste.